Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back. Today, I am joined by a dear friend of mine, Miss Kristen Carey. And the topic of the day is be still and rest. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Nadine. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so happy that you're here. So be still and rest. And I know as soon as I brought that up for you, there was some things that came up for you. So let's dive right in. What Nadine, I am not a resting kind of a girl. Okay. I don't think you are either. We're so <laughs> similar. I, that's part of why I love you. Um, I guess that sounds kind of arrogant. Like I really must love myself if I love you, but no, I mean, we're, we get each other. Right. And so, um, be still and rest is not my normal jam, but God created us for these two states. One is happy to be together, like glad to be with you, with God and quiet together. And you see that in his design of how we come into the world as newborn infants not capable of taking care of ourselves. And he gives us to ideally a mother who would be able to engage energetically with us, be glad to see us. And that joy and delight that passes between infant and mother when they're looking into each other's eyes. And as that infant grows and they're able to interact even more, the, the ability to go into that place of joy and delight together, just by virtue of being together, not because of what anybody's doing for the other, but just being glad to be together is designed by God. That's how he made our brains to function best off of joy and peace. So sometimes that baby who's energetically connecting with mom needs to go towards a place of rest and quiet. And so if, if that baby feels like mom always needs them to take care of you know, feeding the mom with, back with joy because this mom has a low joy and all that she's getting joy from is that baby, that can really throw things off balance and make it difficult for that child to feel like they can just be at peace and rest and let go. Mm. And so, but, but, a, but an infant feeds off of those two energies, the quiet together at peace and at rest and happy to be together just by virtue of my existence and our, our presence with one another. And those two things that God created us to feed off of and live off of and run on there, it's like high octane fuel for our brains. If those needs don't get met, it can create a huge disruption in our ability to function well in the world. And we end up misattaching to food, to other substances, alcohol, drugs, to sex, to shopping, to achievement, performance. But that's, you know, it all goes back to that initial design that you can see in an infant with their mother. Wow. 
That is, I mean, I just love where you took us so quickly and it just got so deep, so fast and so real, so fast. And that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you, when you talked about the, you said the word delight and that sparked something in me, as soon as you said delight and you're right, we have this like innate desire, right. To be delighted in and to delight in things, right. Like that's such a great word. Um, and if we're not being still, how do we delight? Yeah, it's very hard. And we, we live in such a fast paced, high octane society of constant dopamine rushes hitting our brains through scrolling social media and Netflix and shopping and all these things. And it's, it's harder and harder to find delight in that, which is real and authentic and true in things like nature creation. eyeball to eyeball connection with another human, ideally face to face. Yeah. And we, we get just swept away in these things that feel like fall. It's almost like a, like an artificial delight. Wow. Yeah. That lights up our brain. But what we really need is connection with God, with creation. And not, not that kind of false high octane delight that is not really based on any kind of real connection. Yeah. Because that's not sustainable. That doesn't give us real joy or real peace. And I love what you said of like our brain, our brains function best when we're in joy and peace. I love that. Wow. Like, and that's so true. And we get that by taking the time to be still by taking the time to rest. Um, and then I, however, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, however, for anybody who has trauma that, that, you know, where there were massive unmet needs, lack, or things done to us that were traumatic, like, like overt abuse, right. Or, or, um, yeah, abuse of any kind, psychological, emotional, physical, it becomes extremely difficult to be still and to rest. And that's, that is a function of the way God made our brains. So it's essential, it's essential to heal that trauma before the brain can be still and no, otherwise we're hypervigilant and we're jumpy and reactive. And I'm saying that because I know from personal experience. <laughs> yeah, and I can relate to that. I mean, what you're saying is like, I can, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and so the trauma really does affect our ability to be able to be still and to rest and so I, I think that's an important aspect for women to hear right now to go, hey, if you struggle with that, maybe there's unresolved trauma that really needs to be healed. Maybe maybe you need to look a little deep here and get some healing done um, there. And then the other thing that came up just as you were sharing at the beginning that I want to make sure I like highlight or like I spend a minute on here is the peaceful presence. And you, you know, you described the peaceful presence between like a mom and a, a healthy mom and a healthy baby, right? But like that peaceful presence is what our God desires from us. And that's what we desire probably deep in our hearts is this like peaceful presence. Yes. I have thought many, many times on and meditated on Psalm 131. Do you want to read it for everybody? Because I I probably have it memorized in a different um, version, but I want you to read it because you had it right there in front of front of you. This is my Psalm that I go to when I'm 
anxious and, and need a quick grounding, something to visualize of my body and my soul's posture to enter into rest with God. That being said, it's not easy for me to enter into rest or stillness, but go for and it. I want to talk it. about that. I want to talk about like yes. practical things, but let me read this script, scripture. It's Psalm 131 verses one through three. And I have it in the NLT, uh, New Living Translation. It says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Man, I get, I get, I get emotional just reading this. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh, Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. Yeah. Wow. When I meditate on that it just reminds me of my humanity and how limited my humanity is. I mean, God, you know, I have the presence of Christ and the Holy spirit, the power of the Holy spirit in me. I have access to that and that is powerful, but like, I'm still just human. I'm like clay. I'm like dust. And so sometimes I try to play God and control everything because I'm freaked out in fear. Yeah. And this, this Psalm reminds me like, I'm just still a child for God. Like I can just, I picture that as I picture myself as that stilled child and God, as my mother, I'm leaning into him. I love that visual. And I love that reminder of, I am not God. I do not need to play God. And I think sometimes when I'm rushing and anxious and stressed and overwhelmed, it's probably because I am playing God. I do think I forget that I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to be perfect. Um, so I love this. And I love the line of, I don't concern myself with matters huh. too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Like there are just things that I, that are not of my concern. Like maybe I don't need to know why or how or what, like maybe I can just rest and it's not for me to know today. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when I'm spinning and all those thoughts and trying to manage everything or trying to figure things out, I lose uh, presence in what God has for me in this moment and what God has for me today. I, I seriously overcomplicate things on a routine basis. Yes, me too, girl. Me too. So this is my call to continual surrender because, and what I mean by that is like, instead of constant motion and constant, like having to take care of everything and everyone Sometimes it's enough for me to just put a worship song on and delight and joy in God's presence. And sometimes it's just enough for me to lay down and take a nap. Yes. That is like delightful to God that I would lay down and rest with him. Wow. I love that. I love And that. you know, you know me, this is not intuitive to my being. Right. Right. It doesn't come natural. <laughs> no. Right. right. So I just did a class at one of the local nonprofits that just launched its Ignite Transform in Noblesville. It's wonderful. I'll tell you ladies all about it in the future, I'm sure. But they do something at the end of their classes that's called Be Still and Be Loved. Mm -hmm. And everybody just lays on their mat and they just play a worship song. 
and they say, Hey, be still and listen to what God has for you. And it's so simple yet. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful because we, we take the time to just be still and be loved. Mm. Um, and I love what you said about keeping it simple instead of this constant motion, this constant doing this constant hustling and striving and thriving, um, man, it's, it's hard to do, especially in December, right? Especially with the holiday season. I mean, this is, and this is why we intentionally chose this for this month is we wanted to have these conversations this specific month when it is hectic time. And so let's talk practically, right? Like, let's talk about how do we be still when we have trauma? How do we be still when we don't know how, and we don't know, we don't have space. We don't have margin to be still you know, what, what comes up for you? What thoughts or suggestions or ideas? Well, first of all, I always call into question, like, why don't I have margin? Is it because I've got trauma in my life or is it because I've created so much busyness to keep me from having to feel my feelings and to keep from, to keep me from having to face my trauma? Cause the more and harder I run to try to not have to face what, what stress or difficulty or pain or loss I'm dealing with, the more I'm going to spin out and, and be a wreck. Right. And so I work with women who've been traumatized, like all the time. That's my, that is my job and my ministry. And I try to help women, like, what do you need to do? What do you, what is essential? And when it comes to the holidays, I think we put a ton of extra burden on ourselves that we don't need to do. And so I, I just say, Hey, does this bring joy to you and, or your kids and, or other people that you love? If it doesn't, maybe you need to just chuck it. Maybe it's not necessary. Is it really necessary that you match all of your Christmas presents? Is it really necessary? Your entire family wears matching jammies. I don't know. Maybe you love that. Maybe that brings you joy. No judgment. Right. Yeah. But do you have to post everything about, you know, do you have to post all of the pictures on social media, like, is that bringing you joy or not? I mean, what is, so considering like ridding your life of stuff that is not necessary and doesn't bring joy to God's heart and yours and those you love. But, um, here's, what's interesting. It's kind of like the cart before the horse. A lot of times we want to say, like, if you are dealing with a lot of trauma, you need to heal that trauma in order to, achieve or, or, or be whole so that you can show up for your kids in your life, right. As a whole person. But what is interesting that I've been studying lately, um, is the fact that if we have low or no joy, if we are not experiencing, um, delight and, and that our brains cannot process trauma. So it's wow. this, you have to have a level of joy. And one of the greatest ways to get that is being with people who are glad to be with you. Wow. So what's hard about that is if you're traumatized, like for me, I work with women who have gone through sexual betrayal and their marriage has been impacted by pornography or infidelity. So these women are so traumatized by the infidelity that they start acting like erratic and impulsive. And people around them don't want to be around them because of how they're acting, because they seem crazy. When in reality, by God's design in their brain, the primitive part of the brain that God made responsible for fight or flight, 
when there is trauma, when there is something difficult that they, that a person needs to, not just difficult, but overwhelming that a person needs to deal with, that amygdala starts firing off cortisol and adrenaline and starts getting ready for that person to have to fight or flight. Now, this is useful if you're being chased by a dog, right? right. Or you're a refugee and you need to flee your, your nation from right. yep. danger. But when it's chronic and prolonged, such as when it's happening in a marriage, that there's this level of unsafety and broken attachment, it, it, beca- it really causes impairment to the frontal lobe of the brain, not long-term impairment, not like brain damage, but you know, it shuts down the frontal lobe, which is responsible for impulse control, um, logic, and it shuts down relational circuits in our brain that makes us able to connect with people and with God. So it's kind of like in order to be resilient from trauma, we need to have a solid relationship with God and high levels of joy. But when you have a lot of trauma, it shuts off the relational circuits and makes it more difficult to be present to joy. Wow. Do you see what a feedback yeah, loop it's a that cycle. is? Yeah. It it's is. like this unhealthy cycle and loop that could keep somebody stuck or feeling stuck. And right. I love, you know, like I'm, I'm listening to all of this and there's so much goodness here and so much, um, you know, factual information and um, there, there's just a lot of good stuff. But what, what, what I sum that up as, as joy helps us heal. It does. That is so cool. Like us being intentional about joy, even if it's something super little, it actually helps us heal. And then the other thing that stood out to me from what you said is being around those who delight in you, you know, like the environment that I'm surrounded by, who am I around? Is it people that delight in you? Um, even if it's just one person, if you can find one person yes. that delights in you in this season, maybe spend some extra time there. Um, and even something- and animals, animals, animals too, Nadine. Like oh. animals can, I mean, like I'll cuddle with my cat and yes. be mindful. Like she's so happy to see me. She's so happy to be yes. with me. Even though she's an animal that does produce, it does help turn relational circuits on in the brain. It helps calm that- fight or flight. I mean, it's pretty cool how God has provided us with what we need. Well, a lot of times we just don't have the right information about what actually leads to healing. And as Christians, I think a lot of times we're, especially in the Western world, we're so focused on getting your thoughts, right. Don't believe the lies, but if you're so activated and triggered by trauma or reminded of past trauma, that your frontal lobe is not functioning correctly, then the first thing to do is not to get your beliefs straight, but to get your attachment centers turned back on through things like intentional joy and delight and being with people who are glad to be with you. People or pets. Yes. I love that. I'm so grateful for that. Because sometimes there are no people we want to even be around for a moment, right? (laughs) Um, And I'm kind of joking, but I, you know, I can understand if you're out there and you feel isolated and maybe you feel like, I don't know who delights in me. It could be something as simple as your pet. It could be something, you know, as simple as a child or a baby. So don't overcomplicate it. Um, And the other thing that I've been really trying to practice is delighting in myself. Yes. And that's so hard. That's so hard. Cause when I look in the mirror, I see every flaw, but I've really been trying to be so intentional about seeing the good in me, seeing the good in me and thanking God for the good in me. Um, and I just think that that has been, that has been an interesting journey that I'm working on. Um, but I want to go back to what you said about like, 
if you don't have margin, ask yourself, why do you not have margin? So let's go back yeah. to this, be still and rest, right? Yes. So if you're looking at that going, well, how, how can I be still and rest? I don't have time to be still and rest. And the answer then is, why don't you have time? Is it, is it trauma that you're avoiding? Is it busyness? Like, what is it? And then I love the questions that you said. I wrote a couple of them. What is essential right now? What has to get done? I remember a few years ago during the holiday season, I stopped doing Christmas cards because I was like, you know what? That's just really not, it was a big project for me. Now, some people love it. And honestly, I love receiving them. I'm not going to lie. Like I love receiving the Christmas cards. I just don't like the details and the getting the photos done. And the I don't know. It's a lot for me. Yeah. So I stopped doing it and I just don't do Christmas cards anymore. And it's awesome. And honestly, I don't even do gifts with most people anymore. I'm like, no, we're not going to do gifts this year. Let's do gifts later. Just not around the holiday season. It's just too chaotic. Too much. And it yes. doesn't meet, it doesn't, I end up with a bunch of junk <laughs> that, I mean, listen, I like gifts. It's nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's usually something I'm like, okay, thanks. Right. So yeah. I just, I think what I'm, what I've tried to focus more on during the holiday season are the things that bring me joy. Uh, does this, does gift shopping bring me joy? And the answer is it really does not. It actually sucks yeah. the life. Stresses up. me out. Yeah. I mean, just going yeah. to Walmart stresses me out. Like literally pulling into the parking lot, <laughs> I start having anxiety. I'm like, okay, why am I doing this to myself? Like, it's just not even necessary. Um, and then the other question that I wrote down as you were sharing, Kristen, is what is an what is extra burden? Like, what are the things that are creating extra burdens on me right now that could be eliminated? Yeah. The other thing I wrote down was what is stealing my time and energy? You know, and I think about like scrolling on social media. I mean, you guys, sometimes it's kind of crazy how much energy and time that takes from me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to scroll really fast. I'm going to check my purposeful living page, right? It's always like, with the good intention, but then I end up on these reels and like watching these videos and cracking up and it's good for a bit, but sometimes like 30 minutes later, I'm still there. Yeah. Like, Whoa, right. I could have done so much more with that time. It's like a time warp, but you know, what's so interesting. I just read a book this summer that helped me understand why we do that, that the, the dopamine hits from all of that is like for real. And I it's bet. like, it's addictive. It's addictive. And again, when we the more ruptured attachments we have in our families, our family of origin and ruptured attachment, even with God, the yes. more we're going to need to misattach to false delights or joys. I'm using quotation marks, which the podcast won't be able to hear, but to stuff that, to, to stuff that is not going to truly satisfy it, it, it temporarily shoots dopamine, which makes us feel a little better which gives the illusion of joy and delight, but it's not true joy and delight. Yes. True joy and delight, like it can be, it, it also when you don't have access to a human because you're, say you're living alone. If you enjoy a cup of coffee and you enjoy a fuzzy blanket and sitting in front of your tree and looking at the glow, that can be more than enough to wow. produce some joy and delight. But yes. tune into it, like be present with, your coffee. That sounds so funny, but if you're a coffee drinker, you might just be like, yeah, I get her right now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, put your like it. feel the warmth, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. just notice what that feels like. Look at the steam and watch how it swirls. This is mindfulness, right? This is being present to the moment, yeah. 
and being grateful in the moment for what is beautiful and delightful. And when you can't do that, that's a sign that you have a joy deficit and you need not more stuff or dopamine, but more, um, a lot of times I think when there's a huge deficit with that, we need to think about rearranging our lives and the people in our lives, maybe finding a new community. If, if we're surrounded by people who are critical, judgmental, negative, um, and we can't find anybody who's just glad to be with us, it, it just that's a sign, right? That that we need to maybe fire some friends and find some new ones. That's so I know that's really hard to hear, especially when we're going into holidays and we're going to be around family members. You can't exactly fire your family members, but I would even challenge people to consider, do you really have to go to that holiday party? Do you, do you have to be around your family if they are toxic and judgmental? I don't know. Maybe you don't. Is there, is there any sacred cow during the holidays where it's like, we have to do this. We have to see these people. I would challenge all of it. That's good. I, I like just the idea of, of challenging the things we've always done just because we've always done it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. And if something isn't working, then something has to change. Right. Cause that's so the definition of that. insanity, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. That is the definition of insanity. Um, and I like this misattaching concept and then we misattach to unhealthy things. It's kind of like having fake money and like thinking that we, we have a bunch of money, but like you can't do anything with it. It doesn't actually bring you what you're looking for. Um, it's not the real deal. It's not the real deal. And what, where we get the real deal is exactly what Psalm 131 talks about. It's this like slowing down. It's this attaching to God. It's this delighting um, in him, it's the gratitude, the mindfulness. I mean, the things that we're talking about, I mean, I am convicted. Okay. I got on this. I was like, okay, the be still and rest. So, I mean, I love the topic and it's great, but I don't have time. <laughs> I'm so with you. I mean, like we're talking about this stuff Two type a personality gals that get stuff done. Right. I mean, right. I'm telling you, like my, my quiet time most days is like, it's, it's 20 or 30 minutes and I'm reading my Bible and enjoying a cup of coffee by my, by my tree. It's not like hours of the day that I am be, being still and resting, right. me, <laughs> but me. it can also be a state of mind. Like I'm driving somewhere and instead of talking on the phone and, and, you know, getting stuff off my to-do list, I am putting on this new worship song that helps me think about God. And I'm turning my attention to him while I'm driving. Yes, it's it's the intentionality of it, I think, is, is more than anything else. It's this. And so as we kind of start to wrap this up here, I just want to really invite you ladies to look at look around at your life and look at, you know, if you don't have time or space to be still and rest, ask yourself why. Is there, is there healing that needs to be done there? Is there trauma that I'm avoiding or pain that I don't want to deal with? And if that's the case, find your joy. Where do you find your joy? Pursue joy, even if it's in the little things. Usually it's in the little things. Um, and, and, then, and then I think my biggest invitation for you is, can you join us in being intentional this holiday season about taking time to delight, to be still, to rest, to just slow down. That is my biggest invitation for you. Kristen, anything you want to wrap up with? 
Um, just that if there are any women that are listening and heard um, me share about what I do with women who've gone through betrayal, which is part of my story, and that's why God's called me to do it, I um, I just want to encourage you that you're not alone and that you're not crazy, you're traumatized, and that we none, nobody knows what to do when massive crisis hits their family, like infidelity or pornography addiction. And you don't have to, you don't have to suffer through this without support, without help, without guidance. Um, if that's not your situation, but you have other trauma you're facing during the holidays, you're also not alone. You know, people portray their, their holly jolly self on social media, but the reality is the very first Christmas was a hot mess. I mean, really think about how that went down. That's a good point. Right. And we, we portray it, this perfect silent night, holy night, joy to the world. But Mary gave birth in a stable after traveling at nine months pregnant. I mean, it was a mess. So all the things we think of as like what holidays should be, are they really about that? And is, is the mess that we find ourselves in a sign that God doesn't love us? No, it's not. Is it unusual to have troubles and sorrows in this world? No, it's part of the brokenness and the fallenness that we're facing. And we can find joy even in the midst of that. That is so well said. Thank you. And we'll have the links of how you can plug into uh, Kristen's ministry at Living Truth. Uh, If you have suffered with anything like that, with betrayal trauma, uh, that is a great resource. And it has a great community. Uh, that can delight in you. And then Purposeful Living is another obviously great community for you ladies. And you can find us, we have a closed Facebook group, Purposeful Living Inc. Ladies. Uh, You'll have to request to join, but that's another way that you can plug into healthy community. We love you. We see you. We get you. Well, we don't actually see you because I don't actually (laughs) see you, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And you are not alone. That's the light in the season. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose, and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.